So welcome to another episode of The Shredder Show. And today we're into episode three on the series of understanding how fat loss works. And today we're going to discuss something which is hugely, hugely, hugely important that people completely the wrong misconception about. And that's weight loss versus fat loss. So firstly, I'm going to start this off with something I say to all my clients, everyone the time. This isn't Weight Watchers. I don't give a shit what people weigh. Because reality is, the goal is not weight loss. The goal is fat loss. And there's a big difference between just losing weight and just losing and losing fat. So a lot of prospective clients come to me and they'd look at just purely losing huge numbers of weight from the scales. So today we're going to discuss weight loss versus fat loss and what the reality is. So weight loss is the sum loss of your total body weight, which includes muscle weight, bone uh, weight, organ weight, amount of water you have in your body. That's the total weight of your body, everything you have in mass. So uh, what we're trying to achieve is fat loss. So fat loss is a reduction in your stored body fats. And as I discussed before, most likely that's going to be in your fat cells actually shrinking because we can't really get rid of fat cells unless you have something like liposuction. So the goal with weight loss is to obviously try and induce fat loss, which is primarily obviously what we're trying to achieve. Now, where most people go wrong in terms of pushing the boundaries and just trying to gun it for weight loss is they end up actually shooting themselves in the foot. So one of the primary things I say to people is you want to leave as many tools as you can in your arsenal uh, to further into a dieting phase or further into a weight loss, weight loss phase, or let's call it a fat loss phase, not weight loss. Because what happens is people to go to go too gung ho from the start. Now, what happens in this scenario is that you start to lose muscle tissue. So if you're very aggressive with the diet from the outset, yes, you can lose quite quickly. And yes, you can lose body fat quickly. However, you do tend to destroy muscle tissue if you go too aggressively. Now, if you're very detrained or you don't hold a huge amount of muscle tissue, don't be too overly concerned that you're losing weight and you're losing loads of muscle. The reality is the chance of most people don't actually have as much muscle as they think, myself included. Uh, and once you strip all the fat away, you're like, oh, maybe I don't have such big arms or I don't have such big legs. It's just that inch or two of fat that you had that was covering it. So that might might resonate with you a little bit where if, if anyone's listening has lost weight before and like, ah, oh, I look a bit skinny now. Well, the reality is that's because you don't hold enough muscle mass in your frame, which is something we really focus with clients on helping them to, to develop is a lean muscular physique as well as bring their body fat down. So uh, muscle is incredibly important in terms of fat loss. So within muscles, we have what's called mitochondria and they're like fat burning powerhouses essentially. So we want to have as much muscle mass as we can within our frame and it will really help us to burn the unwanted body fat we're trying to get rid of. So if we're in a fat loss phase or weight loss phase, quote unquote, and we're trying to just purely pull off weight, what happens is we'll end up putting off a lot of the muscle, which as we said is our like is almost like a uh, a fat burning furnace. So for example, an excellent example, I had this client of mine, uh, Matt, who was 41, director from South London, um, and he actually had a heart attack like three years ago, quite out of shape, uh, and we went with him from like 18 months, we literally completely transformed his physique, we actually added uh, around five kilos of lean body mass, whilst dropping probably 10% body fat on him, so his body mass, his weight actually increased but we lost 10% body fat because we added a hell of a lot of muscle and there's obviously a lot of recomposition there. The guy was athletic and this is something we specialize massively. So how do you try and obviously achieve optimal fat loss, not muscle loss? That's what we're going to talk through now. So in regards to losing body fat and not losing muscle mass, there's a few key components we want to focus on. 
So number one, we want to make sure that we've got sufficient amount of protein coming in to aid recovery. So a minimum I'd recommend with everyone is one gram of protein per pound of body weight. And the minimum amount of protein we want per meal is 20 grams of protein because we need 20 grams of protein uh, on essential amino acids to stimulate what's called muscle protein synthesis, which is basically the recovery process our body undergoes to repair damaged muscle tissue. Now, you might be listening to this being like, why would I have damaged, damaged muscle tissue, Charlie? Well, you will have damaged muscle tissue if you'd be doing resistance training or weight training because essentially when we're training what we're doing is we're actually breaking down muscle tissue so then it almost it heals and then it will heal stronger and bigger from an adaptive response so if you think about it uh almost like if you um if you break a bone uh so like a good example i've broken my finger before and i can feel the lump where the bone has healed and it's actually healed over the top and actually grown to strengthen that area so this is essentially almost what muscle tissue does it breaks down and then it almost like regenerates, repairs itself, and it grows back stronger to, uh, so if the next time it gets put through that stress, that's easier for it to handle. So that's very much, the, in basic terms, the process we're going through. So having one gram of protein per pound of body weight is very important there. And we want to make sure that we're having good, high-quality protein sources. So not things like protein bars constantly. Ideally, I wouldn't be, and not looking at things like um, protein from things like, say, oats, we want complete sources of protein, which have a balanced amino acid profile. So uh, if you're not a vegan or vegetarian, for example, I'd say things like chicken breast, turkey breast, white fish, prawns, eggs, egg whites, salmon, whey protein, Greek yogurt, uh, cottage cheese, the list goes on. There's, there's a few more. Um, so those would be the sort of protein sources we would generally recommend that are optimal and for you as a human being, also to enjoy your diet and your lifestyle, I'd recommend that you rotate the different protein sources you have because each different protein source will have a slightly different uh, amino acid profile. So protein is made up of amino acids, uh, amino acids like the building blocks of protein, if that makes sense, almost like a broken down version of protein. Um, so they have a different combination of amino acids, different profile, so have a slightly different benefit and also different um foods that we eat have different micronutrients within them and different minerals and vitamins so it's good to have a varied diet not eat the same thing over and over again one thing that can actually happen if you eat the same thing too much you can actually come slightly intolerant to something so for example if you'd eat chicken breast six times a day for a year chances are you could end up with some sort of stomach issue where your stomach wasn't digesting that particularly well so that's something you really want to try and focus on uh, avoiding is overdoing it with any particular um, food group too much if it causes issues. So that's it in terms of obviously protein is very important for protecting muscle mass. Number two, when it comes to protecting muscle mass in a weight loss phase and a fat loss phase is your training intensity and the load you're lifting. So this is one of the biggest mistakes I see people make. And I get asked all the time. People think that as soon as you go into a fat loss phase, you need to do supersets, triceps, giant sets, every fucking set. Like you want to run around like a circus clown. The reality is this isn't true. The reality is what you want to do is keep your strength up. So we need to make sure we're training heavy and make sure we have some straight sets in there. Because if you're not keeping up your loading that you've used to build muscle mass or to keep to accrue muscle tissue, if you take away the resistance training at a high loading, and then you also start adding in a calorie deficit, you start adding in cardiovascular work, 
you have no reason for that muscle tissue to hang around. So therefore, yes, you may well be losing weight, but you could be atrophying muscle tissue very quickly. And for anyone who's wondering what, what does atrophy mean? So atrophy is the process of uh, like a tissue uh, basically degenerating, disappearing, and hypertrophy is uh, tissue growing. So we want to try and cause uh, muscle hypertrophy, which is the growing of muscles, rather than atrophy, atrophy, which is obviously muscles dissipating into the weedy arms and the weedy legs, which is not what we want to see during a weight loss phase. And let's call it, not call it a weight loss phase, let's call it a fat loss phase, because weight isn't the goal here. The goal is fat, to get rid of that fat. So that's point number two, is to make sure that we're focusing on keeping our strength up and keeping our resistance, that we're lifting nice and high, and we're not like not basically being pussy when it comes to training. So one of the big things I am a big advocate of is people um, logging and tracking their main lifts, and this is very important for monitoring strength. Number three, when it comes to make sure that we're not atrophying muscle tissue and we are losing fat and not losing just muscle mass, is to make sure that our recovery is on point and we're not training with too much volume. We're not weight training every single day. Like, I've been there, I've done it. So actually... The first competition I did, Miami Pro, in 2016, October 23rd, maybe, off the top of my head, in St. Albans. Um, you know it's bad when you remember the date because you're counting down until you get the diet overdone with. <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, so that, that was an interesting experience. And my naivety at the time, I think I trained every day, 21 days in a row, uh, up until that show. And I lost so much muscle mass in the last three weeks because my body couldn't recover and I wasn't giving myself rest days. So you have to think we're not using weight training, resistance training as a, as a calorie burning tool. We're using it to stimulate muscle growth and stimulating uh, muscle to maintain. We're not using it to burn calories. So that be very, very wary of because that's a very quick way to hammer yourself into the ground in terms of your nervous system to lose uh, muscle tissue quickly is training way too much volume. So ideally, I think for most people training probably uh, maximum five days a week. And for most people, probably something similar to what I do at the moment, which is training two days on. So two days weight training, one day rest and repeat is probably what I find uh, best for most people. So we want to think about with all the training we do, we want to do uh, quality work, not quantity of work. So better is better, not more is better. So take the home and have a little think about that. So that's in terms of training. Next point in terms of recovery is making sure that our sleep is on point, our hydration is on point, our digestion is on point. So sleep is our main uh, repair and recovery tool. So making sure we get decent quality sleep is very, very important. So ideally try not to eat two hours before going to bed. Um, try not to have caffeine within six hours of going to bed as well. Try and sleep in a dark environment, cool environment. All these things make a big difference. Try and go to bed at the same time every day, get up at the same time, and set up a solid circadian rhythm for your body. One of the big mistakes a lot of people make is that they go to bed very late at the weekend, they sleep in at the weekend, Monday rolls around and effectively give themselves jet lag because the body's like, what the hell is this time of day now? So be very wary of times you go to bed, time you get up, keep a very structured routine in that respect and your body will pay you back in tons of muscle tissue and also dropping more body fat so that's very important other thing to mention in terms of recovery is stress management to try and keep stress low try and keep nice and calm i know it's going to be easier said than done with some of the stuff that's going on at the moment however stress management is very important so if this is something you struggle with 
one thing I would suggest checking out would be guided meditation would be the app headspace uh, and doing that once or twice a day can be very liberating can help very much calm you down um, next up obviously I mentioned this in terms of digestion when it comes to recovery so our gut is 77% of our immune system so I've had a bit of a digestive issue whilst I've been here in Dubai and it's really knocked me for six this week and really reinforced to me the fact of how much of a difference this makes um, it's actually made my weight shoot up because I've become very inflamed and holding water where I've had a gut problem. So making sure digestion at some point is very important. A few simple tips to keep this running on track would be to only choose to eat foods that actually sit well with you. So don't, uh, if you know, for example, you're gluten intolerant or oats give you bloating, have gluten-free oats. If you know dairy doesn't sit well with you and gives you a bad stomach, don't eat dairy. Generally avoid all processed foods as much as possible. Try and limit artificial sweeteners and if you want to use sweeteners, use things like stevia work very, very well. So that's some key points in terms of digestion. Very, very simple. But I've got plenty of other podcast episodes that you can go through, which cover digestion in much more depth. Now, obviously, the context of this podcast episode is fat loss versus weight loss. So one of the big things we don't want to become paranoid with is obviously just the number on the scale. The number on the scale is important, but there are a lot of other metrics we must look at when looking for optimal progress. So this is one of the things we really enforce with all of our clients here at CJ Coaching. And when why we get such good results is the accountability and having a coaching process, keeping someone on track when your mind starts to wander. Because it's very easy for you to get frustrated when you don't see the scale, the, the scale, the number of scale moving, but there's actually a lot of other progress going on. So some of the other metrics we look at would be things like waist measurements your lift, are you getting stronger, can you do more reps? And then obviously the mirror and photos and checking photos because pictures never lie. That's like saying pictures, a picture says a thousand words. There's nothing truer than that. So that is really what you want to focus on when it comes to weight loss versus fat loss. This isn't Weight Watchers. We don't really give a shit what you weigh. It's about losing body fat, keeping lean, learn the right habits for a lifetime. And that's how you get world-class results. Obviously, fat loss is, and weight loss is caused by being in a calorie deficit. And this is something we really need to focus on to make sure and consistently to make sure that we're actually achieving results. Someone, for example, said to today in my Instagram story, oh, I'm in a calorie deficit, but I'm gaining weight and gaining body fat. Well, then you can't be in a calorie deficit, my friend. Like it's thermodynamics, it's net energy balance. It's physically impossible for you to be gaining body fat if your body has less energy coming in then you're expending it, it's simple math so that does not compute so if you're in that position at the moment you think you're in a calorie deficit you're not seeing results or you're not seeing results generally anyway drop me a message i would absolutely love to help and we can book in a free strategy call so if you drop me a message on instagram with the word change and i can hit and just say listen to this podcast episode and say it's helpful and my final tip that i would say for everyone in terms of weight loss versus fat loss and one of the key drivers to make sure that you actually are seeing progress with body fat dropping, focus on NEAT. So something I mentioned in, I think, episode one of this series is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And that is how many steps you're doing on a daily basis. Keep your activity high. You will keep your calorie burning high. You'll keep that will help optimize your digestion, help your cardiovascular system, and help weight loss. So I hope this episode of the podcast was helpful, insightful, and delightful. If you need any help, drop me a message on Instagram or hit the link below this, this uh, podcast and you can book in a free strategy call. Make sure you leave a five-star review and we'll see you in the next episode of the podcast, which is number four on the science of fat loss.